This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty fantasy football league that we are all in. Sneak one week closer to the start of the football season, and it's like actually close now. Yeah, we got our first week of preseason. Uh, like you said, we are all in in many ways than one. We are all in mm. fantasy football, mm. football in general. Mm. This time of the year for drafting for preseason, for analysis, for talks and trades, and specifically for hopes and dopes. You dope? That's right. It's hopes and dopes time. One of the classic scum and sneak episodes, one of the classic things that we do year round and just really where you can focus in and know who's going to do well and who's going to stank this year. Yeah, we really take a look at each team. We pick out a hope. We pick out a dope. Different criteria, different thought processes go into it. But uh, as you all know, and any new listeners and to all of our loyal fan base, the Hopes and Dopes episode is, in my opinion, kind of like the kickoff, kind of like that really big push to the regular season where people really start to take a look at your teams uh, if you put any stock into what we say, which you always should, mm-hmm. that, uh, maybe if you don't agree with, or if you do agree with, or have something to say, just opens up a lot of conversation, maybe a lot, some panic, maybe some self-securing good thoughts on what we might say. Uh, but yeah, this, like I said, it's going, we were talking about the other day. This is just one of those stretches of the scum and sneak show where we really kind of hone in uh, and get going hot and heavy rock solid bing bang boom bada bing scataboosh uh so i'm ready but we've got a few things to jump into i believe before the meat and taters if uh, i know how we run things here and i should you're right and you you're calling it we gotta start with a nonsense minute question and sneak i got a i got a i think a fun one but maybe a weird one so we're watching the movie Prey last night, P-R-E-Y. It, it's a Predator uh, movie, you know, the, the Predator, the big alien dude. The Predator. The yes. Predator. And I won't spoil too much in it, but in this movie, he does fight a bear, one of your specialties. Okay. So I won't tell you who wins, but I'm thinking if you, Sneak, had to fight a bear, I need you to put a team together. Uh, of you and other animals that could defeat said bear. Here's the rules. You don't get a gun. You don't get bear spray. You can have a, a knife. And now you got to team up with some other animals to help you beat a big grizzly. Huh. Who am I teaming up with? Uh, I, would, I would probably start with a pack of wolves. Ooh, whole pack. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to need a whole pack because one ain't going to cut it. I'm going to need like 10. Okay. And you're the alpha. You're the Jacob. Mm, I would like to say like a silverback gorilla. Okay. Get a little strength. Um, and... Maybe like a whole slew of a whole slew of 
I'm talking, how about every squirrel in the world? Hmm. Just says like, just throwing them at him as a distraction, just waves of squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just like, I don't know how many squirrels are in the world. Let's just say there's a million squirrels in the world right now. <laughs> you Can you imagine a feet like a field, like a landscape of a million squirrels and then me, and then we just bum rush a grizzly bear? What, I mean. While the wolves are coming around, flanking him, and then the silverbacks just. He jumps in from like, he jumps from like top of a tree to get on top. I think that can do it. I think that will take out a grizz if we all if we combine all those forces. I agree. I think I think you got it with that team. You ready for mine? You got to judge it. I, I thought about it last night. Okay. All right. Let me get a group of five rattlesnakes. Five rattlesnakes. Okay, I like that. Like gonna... in the middle, you've got a nice five tagon. What's that called? Pentagon. Pentagon. Ooh. We're gonna. Come out from all sides, you're gonna get some poison in them, weaken them a yeah. little bit. Gotta hit them. Then I'm I'm luring them close to a body of water with a murder of crows, just for just for the name, a murder of crows. Yeah, you got to. They murder, they've been known to murder things. And then so for sure. So delirious with some venom mm. near a body of water, and then we're sticking the combo of one hippo, one croc. Oh. I love deep. that combination. They are deadly. I don't know why hippos are so deadly and always so mean and just chomp you and come after you. Have you seen those videos of hippos just flying through the water, getting ready to just devour like a whole boat of people? Yeah, just chomping them. I love that that's, uh, grouping of animals. I think you have a really, really good shot, if not a guarantee, to take out a grizzly. You hit them with three different versions of pain, and <laughs> you just, uh, yeah, they're getting all saucy with the venom. Then they're getting just bomb-blasted with crows, and then before you know it, they're just getting chomped left and right, hippo and croc. I love it. That's Boom. way better than mine. I don't know. I like your squirrel plan. <laughs> just, just imagine. Just the waves, I, mean, the I don't know. How many squirrels are in the world right now? Is that, a, is that something that we can know? Let's see if Google tell me. How many squirrels are in the world right now there there are 65 different species of squirrels mm, okay uh, it's not giving me a number i'm gonna say there's at least a million and i get them all and we're going we're going after it. that's it come at us grizzly bears We'll move on next to the portion of the show where I share with you a little tidbit of knowledge. It's tank fact time. Tank fact time. Tank fact time. We know everything about tanks. And let me tell you a little something about tank being the transit authority of Northern Kentucky. (laughs) Yes. Did you know that one, they're an equal opportunity employer, so good on them. And they currently have three positions available as open positions that you could apply to. Okay. A mobility manager in communications and development, a maintenance service center utility representative, and a full-time fixed route operator. So if you're in the town of Fort Wright, Kentucky and need a job, check out Tank. Sounds like it's a pretty good company to work for. And once again... 
we are very knowledgeable all things tanks. Now, Scum, I have a little bit of a tank fact of my own. Did you know or do you know who Darrell Artez Babs is? I do not know who Darrell Artez Babs is. Well, he's better known by his stage name, Tank. Tank? He is an American R&B singer, songwriter, producer, and actor. Better known for his uh, singles, Maybe I Deserve, Please Don't Go, and Win We. He has sold 1.7 million albums since 2013. Alone? Wow. So there's my little tank back of the day. Tank, Darrell, Tank, Babs. Honestly, sounds like a running back. It does. <sighs> Good. He'd be like a practice squad guy on like the Falcons. Yeah, that's a good that he does look he does remind me of someone who would be on the Falcons. All right, Shink. Well, we'll get into hopes and dopes here soon. I know people are itching to hear that. But first, we've got to hear an ad from one of our sponsors. This week's episode of the Scum and Shink Show is brought to you by Jude Plus Movies. You heard that we watched Prey this week. You know that we love to watch movies. And it's your time to get in on the weekly, daily, whatever you want movie subscription service. Right? That's right. Jude Plus Movies will tell you a movie to watch based off of your mood, based off of who you're with, or just based off of a random draw. All you have to do is subscribe to Juice Plus on the fantasy side and let them know you want to add the movie package to your deal. We'll get you that illustrious, monstrous package for a small charge of two extra dollars. That's right, Juice Plus Movies, the extended package brought to you by... And we're back. Sneak. Hopes and dopes time. I think most of our listeners know, but we've got some new people chiming in. You know, it's the start of the fantasy season. So they'll want to know what is a hope and what is a dope. Yeah. So the way I'm doing it this year, and I think I pretty much do this every year, I look at every team. And when I pick out the hope, I'm putting myself into that team as if I was the owner. And what I am hoping out of that player, that they are going to be the best that they can be, that they're going to have a breakout season, that they're going to have all the stats in the world, not going to get hurt. And the hope is that they will bring my team and help my team traject towards victory, playoffs, championships, all that good stuff that everybody uh, aspires for. And when I look at dope, I take it on Schneek's own opinion on I look at everyone's team and everyone's players and I say that guy is not going to be good he is going to be a complete dope this year regardless of what he's done in the past or whatever so basically I just say that guy's going to be a dope he's going to suck he's going to be stupid he's not even worth playing or having on your team for this year <laughs> I dig it I I'm pretty similar I kind of factor those things into and then I have to try to just make it your classic boom or bust or like sleeper and disappointment type thing where I think this person is going to do better than what people are saying or what their ADP might be or their worst. So, but I do, I do bring into that, like, what does a team need and what do I think about a player? Cause you know, sometimes I think a player is dumb. 
Yeah, I love it. Sometimes you're just dumb and we aren't afraid of letting you know who on your team is dumb. That's for sure. But we are fair and honest. Fair and honest podcasters, as I, as I believe we've been labeled. We do start with each other and we don't do our own hopes and dopes. We, we give it to each other first. So, Snake, give me the scum hopes and dopes for this year. And this really looks a little different than it has in the years past. All right, Scum. <clears throat> Your hope this year is Rondale Moore. Yeah, I like that. You know you were super high on him last year when you made the trade up to get him to draft him. We've got no Hopkins for at least the what first six weeks in Arizona. I know we got Hollywood Brown there coming over, but he's getting a little off-field issues. Don't know if I've seen any goodness talks from him out of camp. Regardless of all that, I know you're hoping for a major season out of Rondell Moore. It just it seems like he's got that track to have the opportunities, hopefully. He had a couple flashes last year, but undersized, but very speedy. You got to assume Kyler Murray is going to deploy all weapons necessary and possible. So my hope for you this year is Rondell Moore. Mm, I love that. And you, uh, you pretty much summed it up. He had some big games last year, earlier on, and then as the season went on, it seemed like he, I don't know, maybe hit a rookie wall or, or Cliff Kingsbury couldn't figure out how to use him, and then he was hurt at the end of the year, so kind of fizzled. But reports from Cliff right now are that they're going to expand his role, utilize him a lot. I really love that he can kind of go all over the field. They can use him in different ways. The big drawback, as you said, is he's – Pretty, I would say, very undersized, but still athletic freak. So if if they can gadget him appropriately, I think definitely some value to be had. You know, I, I think we both agree. Not wide receiver one, like top 12 potential, but, you know, top 24, I think, is in the cards if things were to break right, especially without having Hopkins around and um, Hollywood, you know, kind of up in the air too. So that is also counting in like some rushing help with his point totals. But I mean, that's the ceiling and I don't think that's like too crazy. Yeah. Which also will lead me into who your dope is. And that is Hollywood Brown. Oh, I do have both of them. Oh, oh my own. <laughs> I just never, for one, I've never been a Hollywood Brown fan. Yeah. Just never really been a fan of his. Last year with the Ravens, he could have had a way better season. I think he dropped at least three wide open big touchdowns. It was, all, it was, on, it was in one game, though. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but well, that would have that would have <laughs> been a monster game and just helped his overall uh, overall points for for the year. But I mean, they traded him for a reason. Whether it was contract, whether he didn't quote unquote fit in the system, whatever it may be, I'm just not a fan. He's Coming over, he's already got the, the off-field issues. He started, he got, he's getting banged up early on now. Uh, so I'm going to say that Hollywood Brown is going to completely be a dope this year. Uh, and you're, I don't see you really playing him him too much. He's going to get lost a lot for whatever reason, uh, and he's going to, he's just not going to be good. I just don't like what I, you know, you get just kind of like you get a you get a bug in your ear about somebody, and it's like I just don't see this i know a lot of people would expect him to be good kind of go into that hopkins role but uh not gonna happen i'm sorry 
Uh, it doesn't necessarily affect you this year because you're on the tank mode. You're on the future, the future look into that into your own team. So uh, maybe Hollywood is a future player for you, but this year, boom, he is going to be a dropping monster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna project right now that he drops four touchdowns. <laughs> that make it basically like on Sports Center, like, oh, we missed another one. Well, I mean, I, I'm not gonna dispute that. Hands aren't the greatest, but the speed is there. The he just gets open, you know, the separation, whether it's just running by people or running a good route. Like, I think he's successful. I think he's a good. Good wide receiver. Uh, when I traded for him in the offseason, he was still a Raven, so I expected that number one role. Was disappointed when they traded him to the Cardinals, where he was going to be the two, the second option to DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins suspended, so I got excited again. You know, now he's the number one. He's reunited with Kyler Murray, and their good season where they got drafted was together. And then now he's got some off the field stuff, which I don't think it's really going to manifest too much, but. Oh, it is. He's going down a bad <laughs> road. We better get, scare him straight. He does have those boom bust games with the drops. He does have some injury history, but he, he was like the wide receiver six through the first half of the year last year. So that's what I was like. That's what I was targeting. I wanted that high end potential. And yes, he dropped off, but still finished as a, as a wide receiver two, top 24. And that's what I was trading for. I just kind of wanted a young top 24 baseline, which I still believe he is. So maybe he dopes out with, again, just the off the field stuff in a weird Cardinals year. Like that could very well happen just with everything that's been leading up with, with him, with Hopkins, with Kyler uh, getting, getting forced to study and then not being forced to study. So could be a kind of a train wreck year, but I still like him as a player. All right, Snake, are you ready for your hope and dope? I'm ready. Lay it on me thick. Your hope, probably not a surprise to anyone listening, is Trey Lon Burks. Big boy. Big boy. I think his his stock has been up and down all offseason. First it was the asthma. Soon we get over that. Now it's like, oh, there's reports of him running with only the twos and threes, and he doesn't know where to line up. That's wrong. That's fake news. Misinformation. Don't believe it. He was drafted to be the A.J. Brown replacement. They traded A.J. Brown, got the pick back, immediately drafted Traylon Burks. Even if he's, you know, the quote-unquote wide receiver three or four to start the season, like, that's the rookie treatment. I don't see any reason or I don't see any path where he does not overtake Nick Westbrook Akine very fast. And then Robert Woods, who we love, coming Sneak Show favorite, but coming off of an ACL and is coming up to be 30. So Traylon will be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year. He will score the most fantasy points for the Titans and he's going to be great for you. Just might actually be the best rookie wide receiver you drafted. Good chance of it. I think. That's what I love to hear. I'm excited about him. It's like you said, hit it kind of perfectly. A lot of ups and downs early on. Does he have asthma? Is he out of shape? Is he going to have issues? But I think he's been he's been moving upwards in his trajectory through training camp so far. A lot of good highlights. Like clearly number one there. Whatever that uh, parlays itself into, he's got a veteran quarterback. 
I'm excited about it. And if I'm going to make any waves this year, I'm going to rely heavily on him as well as all my other rookies. And then my dope for you this year, Hunter Renfro. I know you oh. love him. I know he's coming off of a top 12 season. I like it, though. Yeah, no chance he can repeat that just because Devontae Adams is in town. He's going to lose out on massive target numbers. You know, he could probably still be fine as, as a PPR option, as someone who has rapport with Derek Carr, but the ceiling is just not there. He's such an interesting player, right, because he does <laughs> – there's that famous picture of him like holding like a bag of crawfish or something. And they're like, how does this guy play NFL wide receiver? But he is good. It's just between him and Darren Waller fighting to be the second option behind Devonte Adams. It's just not going to be there this year. Easy dope call. I think you would have said it. I think most would have said it. And Hey, at least you got a guy that, you know, if Devonte gets hurt can step up and be a little more successful. See, I like that you went with that dope call going from someone who had a really good year last year, but I'm going to disagree with you and say he will not be a dope because they're, regardless of Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams coming here and have the same kind of, he could have, you know, 100 catches, whatever, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, and Hunter Renfro will still do the exact same thing that he did last year. It doesn't matter who's there. Derek Carr is going to elevate his game to the moon. Renfro <laughs> will take full advantage of that. He's going to be my little man over the middle. He's going to be squiggly, dipping, diving, and doping all over the place. Except for not doping. Doping all over the place. Whatever the words are. And uh, so I disagree. Scum. I mean, Vegas is on Derek Carr, but uh, yeah, I don't see it. You're wrong. I'm right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Random draw. Now, here we go. You ready for your your next victim? Yes. Ah, your old compatriot, Wade, Gus, TT, Showbiz, or Gee Buttersnaps, or whoever else he decides to be this year. Oh, Wade. Man, haven't heard from that guy in a long time. We did have a little stretch run there where we were uh, in the trenches together working out of the warehouse, made a couple of trades during that time. But Wade's hope this year is Mike Williams. That's exactly who I had. Because <laughs> I see I, I see we're just we're we're getting in sync scum with our brains right now. It's happening. It's that time of year where our brains just mold into one and for the next six months we just say and think and it's just you get Two for one with us. Yeah, one brain between the two of us. Yeah, the deal. Don't even. <laughs> you don't even want to know what that can amount to in the world. But anyway, Mike Williams was on pace for a really, really good, if not a top, what five to seven mm-hmm. out last year. Just mm-hmm. hit the ground running. Then he got hurt, and then I believe he finished pretty strong. So if you can put all of that together, which I'm calling for this year, healthy, the clear number two, if not almost the number one, because Keenan's mm-hmm. possession guy, Mike yeah. Williams, the stretcher, is the red zone, can do it all. Get past the injury this year is the year where he puts it all together for 17 games or whatever we do these days. And Wade will benefit greatly from a Mike Williams big hope call. I'm putting out there that the Chargers are going to have a great offense. I said this last year about Eckler was spot on. I'm saying it again. That offense is just 
climbing the ladder to greatness. And I think for it to really make that move for Wade's team, because who knows what Wade's going to get out of Waddle and Tyreek this year with the, the you know, big open on the Dolphins. I think he's going to rely heavily on Mark Williams and calling him to be a huge hope, hope for that team, hope for the future. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I said, I had to pick two if I were to draw Wade. Make a lot of good points, especially with what we started to see last year of him kind of becoming the number one. And I don't even think that takes away from Keenan Allen. Like Keenan Allen's still going to get 100 catches and six touchdowns. Like that's just money in the bank. But always going to happen. Yeah, that's his role though. Like third down, move the sticks, like kind of big play here and there. But Mike Williams is the downfield guy. And the reason he wasn't the one previously was injuries one and then also we just had other downfield threats like we would throw out Guyton and Tyron Johnson to just run that nine take the top off right but they moved last year towards Mike Williams kind of being that classic big x receiver you get your normal stuff right like run run your drag deep drag run um run a curl but then go run and we'll just chuck it up to you downfield and you get under it and make a big play, which he did plenty. So as long as he doesn't hurt himself, you know, jumping up in the air and landing so hard, like he always does. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I was, there's, he just absolutely splats down on the field. Head goes knocking. Just looks like he's going to break every time. Shoulders crushing in the earth every time. So we got to work on that. But, but as long as he holds up, yeah, he's, he's in, he's in line for a big year. Herbert continues to ascend, and I just love hearing about how good the Chargers' offense is. Now we got to work on that defense and that special teams, but offense is super fun to watch. All right, Wade, your dope this year. I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but it's going to be C.D. Lamb. Mm-mm-mm. I know this contradicts my opinions on Dak. If C.D. is going to be a dope, Dak is definitely going to be a dope because that offense just looks a lot different than what it did last year. Even though it's still projected to be high flying and scoring, blah 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 blah. I'm just I'm coming into this mindset that C.D. just isn't as elite as everyone thought he was going to be and especially if he doesn't put it together this year then i think a lot of questions are going to come around about what is cd is he just a good receiver or is he a great app like you know number one type and i just i'm afraid of the double coverages i'm afraid of you know rolling coverage his way focusing on him in the passing game uh and if he beats it great and he shows that he's the guy but i Unfortunately, has to put the prediction out there that he will be a dope, uh, and which will then turn Dak into a dope, which will then, who knows what it could do to that offense and that team. But I have to kind of stick to, you know, stick to some continuity here. And unfortunately, that's my call. And that's what Schneek is here for to put out big calls. Uh, so, Wade, maybe you should have took three first rounds for him when I traded, asked for you to trade from last time. That's I mean, wrong. Yeah, definitely should have weighed. I think that I, I still think CD's going to have a big year, but those, those whispers that he might be a little overrated, um, that's starting to happen. So I could see I could see him be a disappointment while still having a good year. It could kind of be like where, like last year, Stefan Diggs, I think, was everyone's like third wide receiver, right? It was like Devontae, Tyreek, Stefan Diggs. And then he finished at seven. Everyone's like, oh, down here for, for digs. 
we could probably see something like that for for CD, where everyone's like, oh, top five season, no problem. And then he's like 11, so still pretty good, but just kind of a letdown. So I don't I don't dislike that dope call. All right, who's next, Scum? All right, let me draw for myself. And, oh, boy, I got our champion, freaking Ernie. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm glad you got him. It's a hard one because there's too many options of relevant players on this team. I love right now that his starting lineup is, like, just the most random. He's got <laughs> random guys in there. Besides, his, besides Jefferson and Chase, I think it's just funny what he's doing there. And I haven't looked at who he's playing, but maybe he could he could probably pull that off actually if he's playing like uh, one of the other bottom features. I don't want to name names. I'll be nice. Yeah, we've already done that. No. <laughs> All right, Ernie's hope. Someone that I've had on the squad before. Someone who's kind of fell off in the public point of view lately. But Juju Smith Schuster, right. now now Kansas City Chief. Finally, after they tried to get him last year, just seems like he's poised for a bounce back year. Obviously you love pairing him with Patrick Mahomes that does wonders for any receiver, right? And I just think that out of camp, it seems like he's really earning Mahomes trust. He's performing and popping a lot more than Marquez Valdez Scantling. And he's just going to, he's going to have opportunities to, to do not exactly what Tyreek did, but kind of do more versatile things like, Oh, I take that back. Tyrese was versatile. They did a lot with him. But Juju can run short, intermediate, and deep stuff. Still young, still big, physical, strong, like kind of an element that they haven't had in the receiving core aside from Travis Kelsey. So uh, I just like to fit like what we hear out of camp. And when you look at Eric's roster, Juju's not who you would start <laughs> out of his receivers, but he might he might work his way into every week flex for wide receiver three contention just because he's flourishing in that Chiefs offense. So I think we, we could see that a lot more than not this year. Yeah, I like that call. It's not who I had. We'll go into that maybe at the end of the episode. But I like what you said. I think Juju is in that position with the Chiefs where he can get a ton of red zone touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 12 touchdowns and mm-hmm. maybe 800 yards. Like, you know, right, yeah, they're not going to be throw. the Tyree Bombs. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, like if Mahomes is going to throw 40 touchdowns or, or whatever, 40, you know, yeah, 40 touchdowns, you can assume 10 or so to Kelsey, you know, 10 to 12 to Juju is not out of the realm. And if they're going to deploy Valdez Scantling as like you know, the speed guy and whatever else, I mean, Juju's got that inside track in my mind to a lot of touchdowns, maybe not a lot of receptions or maybe not a lot of yards, but touchdown wise is huge. Uh, and then who knows? Uh, yeah, bounce back year, very much in the cards. Mahomes helps that immensely. Uh, so I like that call. And my dope for Eric, maybe a surprise one, but it's Najee Harris. Oh, gosh. I'm a huge Najee guy. You are. And I, I was banging the drum for him last year, too. I said, easily top 12, draft him in the first round. Like, I was all in. Name of the game this year, though, is regression. And less touches because even if they've said that nothing's going to change, like they said, we want to get him out there less snaps, but doesn't necessarily mean less touches. I think it does. I think they're just going to limit him a little bit. Or if they do feed him and run him into the ground like they did last year, yeah, he might get hurt. So 
uh, caps his, his ceiling in my mind there. Just I don't know if we can get to the 300-plus touch point that he was at last year. And then something that was pointed out that I thought was pretty good, going from Ben to anyone younger, whether it's Pickett or Trubisky or even Mason Rudolph, someone who's at least semi-mobile, you're not going to get as many dump-offs to Najee. So he's not, his reception totals, I think, are coming down because we know Mitch Trubisky will run, Kenny Pickett will run. So rather than you know just turning, hitting Najee in the flat, they'll try to buy time or just take off for the five yards. So I think those things are just going to limit Najee. Now, he's, I'd still say he's in the top 12, but when people are looking at him like top five repeat, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, in my opinion, it's going to be saved it there at the end, which is exactly what I was going to say if you didn't say it. I'm disagreeing again with the dope call. Obviously, big Najee guy. Steelers and Tomlin are notorious for, you know, running out of that one stud running back, giving him all the work. But he did get, what, 75 catches, 100 targets, just something like that from Ben last year. Something crazy. And that's just not going to be there this year because of, Rudolph Trubisky either being more mobile or being more down the field quarterbacks. I mean, and Najee was extremely inefficient last year, but it didn't matter because the way the scoring is and the way fantasy is and stuff, he just every week you'd be like, he's not doing anything. I, I remember I had him in read in Sneakly last year, redraft, and I was like, he's not doing anything all of a sudden. Oh, he still scored 20 points. So yeah. that that point you make there with the the lack of the dump offs and the safety security for the quarterbacks this year is probably not going to be there. So I could I could bring my mind to that a little bit on the dope call, but yeah, I, I mean I guess I'm not 50-50 with you on that because that's that's a huge production decrease if he doesn't get if he goes from I mean I don't know how many catches he has I'm just gonna say he had 75 if he cut if he gets half of that you're gonna he's not gonna be top three no more he goes to top ten to twelve still very good but. This is hopes and dopes. He's going to be dope compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he had. You're right on the money. He had 74 receptions. Yeah, and then I mean, obviously, I'm a I've drafted Pickens. I like what I'm seeing out of camp. They got better quarterbacks in there, whoever it may be. They they got Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, Fryermuth. They're going to throw be throwing a little bit more. You would assume so. so you would assume Najee gets down there, but. Maybe he makes a liar out of us and continues to have a great another 75 catch year. Uh, but he is also, I can't believe he's 25 years old or whatever. It's insane. I was shocked when I found that out legitimately. All Alabama running backs coming to the league super old and like with tons of t- wear and tear. <laughs> the, early, they're still good. Good years out of Najee and then he's just going to be broken. Let's see who is next. I'm drawing for you, and you have Smith Ben 08. Smith Ben 08. All right. This one is going to be a shock, I think, on one of them. I'll start with my hope, uh, and that is Cole Komet. Yeah. You know, you've been on the Cole Komet. Yeah. I talked about him this year. Potential as as a really good tight end this year, potential Justin Fields. There's nobody else besides Darnell Moody on that team that you want to even think about. But if you have wow. to, shots shots fired at Equi. <laughs> I just I, I didn't even realize Equi was on the Bears. <laughs> Anywho, 
Cole Command is going to be a huge dope this year. Sorry. <laughs> He's going to be a huge hope. <laughs> I hope that he's good. I hope that he gets to that 606, like, classic tight end line. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's the good point right there. That's the classic tight end, like, nine line. <laughs> yeah, that's the – if he can get there, it's going to be really good for him. Justin Fields has no one else to throw to. He's young. He's big. Uh I'm hoping, and I think Ben is hoping that he's he's good. Ben, if you at all even know what who I am, I sent you a trade. <laughs> Please take a look at it. Uh, but the biggest, the bigger issue here is that my dope call is Jonathan Taylor. Whoa! On the left and right, who who is Sneak? Who do you think he is? He's. I just. You got Matt Ryan coming in there. They're going to try to resurrect that career. They drafted a receiver. There, I think there was some stat where where Jonathan Taylor had like, I mean, I'm probably wrong here, but this is a scum machine show. We are really good at stats. I think he had like 20 goal line touchdowns. Am I wrong with that? I've got to be. He got he, or maybe he got like 20 like opportunities of the snaps carries within on on the in the within like the five yard line like something they just gave it to him every single time they yeah. were like the, the 10 or something yeah um, he had 18 rushing touchdowns so i mean but yeah 20 opportunities that's probably close with that so number i did i again we're talking about regression we're talking about natural regression what the team did in the offseason you bring in matt ryan better quarterback that they've had in the last couple of years uh i think you know, Pittman is a number one receiver. He's got to prove that he can continue to kind of grow and be that. He drafted Alex Pierce. They're always Paris Campbell always got the hype, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't think I just I'm calling I just I don't believe that Jonathan Taylor is going to can do what he did last year. Uh, and again, there's always regression. Uh, ben should not expect the same production out of Jonathan Taylor. And I and I'm pretty Stinking confident here that that those twenty total touchdowns. Even if he loses eight, that's a big drop off. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, so, I feel like yeah. There you go. You're right, most likely, and that he won't repeat as the running back one because that doesn't happen. Um, now, how far the fall is, I guess, is where we say like, I don't think the fall will be that. I don't think the drop off will be that far. So I don't I wouldn't put him in the dope category. Like I think he goes from one to maybe like four, worst case scenario in the running back rankings. Um, you know, not counting injury, of course. But yeah, I mean, I don't that's that's a big that's a big boy call, Shank. I'm just gonna let you have that, let you simmer in that one. Yeah, just let this put it all on my shoulders, let, and we'll see how it uh See how it plays out, but uh, again, Ben, if you uh, are listening or if you uh, know anything, check your trades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm drawing and give me Hessie, our Hawaii guy. Hawaii guy, the island native. Hessie's hope is going to be maybe like a kind of chalky, dumb call, but I'm saying it's going to be Dalvin Cook this year. All right. And I'm saying it's so hope because I think Dalvin's going to return to form and be in that like top three conversation this year. 
had had a little bit of an injury bug last year, had some lower touchdown numbers than he's used to. So where did he finish? I mean, he was the running back. Oh, no, he was 16 last year. Oh, yeah. Not so, so I'm calling bounce back here, at least in the top 10, but I think I think he's back up in like that. That big, um, he's up in that group of like stone cold. Like these are the these are the best guys at the position you want playing every week. So I don't know. Not much has really changed. Like they got a new offense, but really the the personnel has not changed. I think instead of most of his hay being made on the ground, he's going to have a little more passing opportunity. He's super good as a pass catcher. So we'll balance out. Touchdowns are going to go up. Dalvin's a hope. That's that's my spiel. Dalvin's been passed around the last couple of years for his, uh, you know, with the name recognition he has, he's been traded quite a bit. Uh, that offense in in uh, with the new coach and new strategy going into the Vikings bodes well for Dalvin. Uh, I would I want the best for him. He, I held on to him for you know a couple of years. Uh, I like to see him get back to true form, so I like that call. And then dope for Hesse is Mark Andrews, last year's tight end one. And I think kind of similar. Yes. <laughs> Probably similar to your Jonathan Taylor argument, right? Like he's not going to repeat as the one. I think my old flame, Travis Kelsey, is reclaiming that throne. And I think, obviously, I think Pitts is going to be two. So I think Andrews is, is in that three to five range again, which is still good. But uh, I know that in redraft, at least, he's going as like a third or second round pick, which you know, tells me that people are super into Mark Andrews as a, as a difference maker at tight end. And he is obviously because he's not like your dredges of the position, but I don't think it's going to be major, major totals, major boom weeks like we saw last year. And part of that is a lot of his production, especially like the, the really good games were with Tyler Huntley and not Lamar Jackson. He's obviously a good target for Lamar. I think we even talked about this on a previous episode. But uh, I'm a believer in Bateman. There's, there's news out of camp, too, that some of the other receivers that we've talked about in years past, Proche, Duvernay, are, are kind of coming around. And then their rookie tight end, Isaiah Likely, has, has been making news in camp, too. And I saw one report that said he's likely to have a role, likely to have a role in week one, which, again, likely is likely to uh-huh. have He's not taking over from Mark Andrews or anything. He's not necessarily cutting into the targets, but it's just um, another option for Lamar where Mark Andrews isn't going to be like the focus, the number one target. Um, I want to say that I don't think that don't miss don't don't take don't take me saying that as he's not going to lead the team in targets because he very well could, but it's not going to be an overwhelming like he is the offense type thing. Yeah, uh, I said I had Hesse his dope as Mark Andrews as well. I have this thing in my brain, and I and I believe that Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews hate each other, and they are not friends. <laughs> and like that. is one hundred percent going to take over the number one receiving option on that team. Uh, so Mark Andrews just gets lost, uh, and uh, yeah, I love that. I'm with you on that. Agreed. All right. Let's draw your name here, and it's going to be Gooch. All right, Gooch. 
did one for Gooch. His hope is Javante. I like I like that answer. Oh, he he went after him, so he better he, hope. That's why I picked him. He made a big trade for him, young, up and coming running back, getting all the praise, all the buzz. Uh, I read something the other day that he could possibly take over eighty percent of the shares of that backfield. Uh, he's poised for a breakout. Uh, now, not a bad thing I've read or heard out there from all of uh, uh, all the industry and Gooch made the big trade for him. I know he's hoping that he is absolutely a stud monster running back for him this year, and at least for the next, you know, two, three, four years to come. I'm putting it out in the universe that he's going to be a huge dope. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be a huge hope for Gooch's team, for the Broncos, uh, and he's going to have a monster year. Uh, he's prototypical number one running back. I don't see Melvin Gordon, you know, fighting too much into that load. Don't really know what else I can say about him. I'm, I think, I'll, you know, we're both high on him. We both tried to get him uh, from Earn. Uh, Gooch was able to find the golden ticket, uh, and that's my hope on Gooch's team. Yeah, no, I don't have anything bad to say about Javante. I think he's primed to to burst onto the scene this year. The one thing that you mentioned is Melvin Gordon. How much do they use him? And I, you know, I have this long-standing love-hate thing with Melvin. Last year, he was still good. I think he still can be good this year, but it just depends on how much the coaching staff wants to start making that transition. So is it going to be 80-20? I, I really doubt that unless Javante is just like out of this world. Probably still more like 60-40, but still Javante, even with that workload, uh, if the touchdown swing his way, could have a great year. And Gooch is dope. Classic scum and shake. Yes. Classic. <laughs> we've just never we've never latched on to the hype. It is Terry McLaren. I like I like that. Well, answer. I mean, we just me too. Same, same. Right? Yep. I just I, I mean, please, I don't want to step step on your toes, but I'll I'll hate on Terry after you go. I mean, yeah, he's been kind of good, but he hasn't been what everybody exclaims over him, acting like he's you know, amazing. Uh, he hasn't had good quarterbacks. He still doesn't have a good quarterback. He finally got paid, and I think that's just all he was after. He got his money. Uh, he's in the same boat where the offense, the defense is going to key off on him. Uh, and I just, he's kind of always banged up, kind of always just super blah. And the Scum Machine Show just don't believe the hype. So once again, Gooch, uh, your dope is McLaren. Uh, I would suggest uh, changing your mind frame to <laughs> with us and just be rid of his stupidity. That's at least two years in a row as a dope for Terry McLaurin, maybe three. But yeah, it's just part of it is his quarterback play. Never had a good quarterback, still doesn't, still going to get missed by Wentz. He's athletic. He's, he's not a bad wide receiver. He just, again, people have had too lofty of, of expectations for him. And Scum and Sheik have never agreed with those. I think, too, the fact that they took Jahan Dotson in the first round is, is telling in some way. Maybe they did think they were going to lose him with the whole contract thing. But also, uh, they're making investments elsewhere. So, yeah, he's, he's going to have more target competition. If my guy Curtis Samuel ever comes back, that's even more so. And we're, we're lower. We've cooled on Antonio Gibson, but 
the run game is still going to be a major factor with Gibson and Brian Robinson. So, you know, not a not a high ceiling outlook on Terry. He'll just be exactly what he's been, wide receiver twenty one, <laughs> right? Like there you go. Yeah, that's a dope if I've ever heard one. It's a dope, even though I said Rondale was a total hope for being like maybe top twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing my turn. And I've got Jimbo. Jimbo, Jimbo. So my hope, and I'm I'm not alone in this one, at least industry-wide, but I've either they've sold me or I've just come around. But Travis ETN is Jim's hope this year. You are a huge ETN truther believer advocate right now. I mean, I don't know if it's huge. I've mocked him a couple times. I've mocked him a couple times. Huge. I did offer Jim a trade for him, but I know that James Robinson has been uh, rumored to be healthier. He's taken a few snaps in practice, but I think the plan was always to have ETN take this role anyway. So we like James Robinson. He's good, but coming off an injury, um, it's just not, I don't think he's going to pose that much of a threat. And the big thing with ETN always has been, and I think will happen this year is the pass catching. Major reception totals, him and Trevor Lawrence linking back up. Like they're going to be playing from behind. He's bound to break off a couple long runs after like catching a little screen or something. I, and I just see him kind of like bursting onto the scene and being like, oh, you know, everyone was like, I remember how good he was at Clemson. And now we're seeing it in the league. So, yeah, maybe it, I, 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 there's like a part of me that's like, don't get, <laughs> don't get too hot and bothered over him. But, um, here I am. So good for you, Jimbo. Yeah, I can see him doing not what Najee's rushing projection was, uh, production was last year, but that 70 to 80 catch mark, I think is very doable for him. Like you said, going to be down a lot. Trevor Lawrence is going to give him a lot of check downs, a lot of screens, a lot of over the middle stuff. Don't really see Etienne being much of like the rusher right now. I think that's still going to be James Robinson, the, the kind of carry workhorse. Uh, I don't, I don't really kind of don't really remember if he was that at Clemson or if he was kind of like the out in open space type running back again blah 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 blah. Uh, I, I agree with I like what you know putting that out there you're kind of putting that projection out that he's going to be really good uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I see a ton of catches out of him I just don't know what I think about his like actual rushing ability between the tackles middle of the field type guy uh and I think, you know, we're this is we're kind of focusing more dynasty, but in redrafts, I think if you could, if he's like, if he's like your two to three running back, if you got like that stud, I think then you could be really in a good spot because you know you're gonna get that receiving production. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Totes my goats. Holy dude. What's next, man? Who's next? My dope for Jim. And I, I guess I touched on this already. I didn't really realize I did this, but for Jim, the dope is MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Uh, I've said it before on the show. He was kind of just a, an up-and-down meh kind of guy with Aaron Rodgers, so why would that change with Patrick Mahomes? He still has the drop problem based off of the camp reports. And uh, that's it. I mean, <laughs> Jim's not the strongest at receiver, so I picked him out just because this is likely the person he's counting on the most kind of going with your thought process. So um, he should lower his expectations, consider MVS more of a dope. 
and then be happy with the few huge games that he is going to have. He'll have plenty of, um, you know, 80 and one touchdown games, or he'll have like a 130 and two touchdown and under his belt, but we'll also have like two for forties the week after. So just not, I'm, I'm not a believer in him as the new number one for the chiefs. Like I mentioned earlier, that's, that's Juju. So MVS is a dope. It's a sad state of affairs when you've got to start him and rely on him. Uh, again, maybe he's uh, better than what he was with Aaron Rodgers and with Patrick Mahomes. It's quarterback wise, it's a lateral move. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree that he's probably going to be, I mean, Jimbo is relying on him. That's just unfortunate. Sorry, Jimbo. Sorry, Jimbo. I gotta pee. Okay. Ooh, Shake while you're gone. I picked Doug. Doug. Doug was a hard one. Hmm. I I looked at his roster and I'm like, does this guy hope? No, I got too many questions. This guy hope? No, too many questions. So. I, I'm reaching a little bit here, but I do, I do mostly think this is hope, and you could definitely say that it is a hope for Doug that this player is good and loses weight before camp because it's Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big. The he was a focus of one of our previous episodes about how fat running backs and how good they are. <laughs> they are. Now I do believe he will lose some weight, and ultimately, we've seen that he has the trust of Tom Brady. I think that's all that really matters. I think that they're going to make him, as long as he's in shape uh, somewhat, they're going to make him a three down workhorse. I think he's going to have a ton of receptions. We've seen him be like a surprise, like big catch total guy for, for running backs lately. And I think even more so with like Chris Godwin, who I guess is going to be back, but likely not back to hundred percent, at least in the early part of the season. Um, Russell Gage just recently went down with a little something, probably back, but just all these like questions in the receiving core are going to lead to more targets and more receptions for Leonard Fournette. So even if he's a little slow to start the year, I think that'll buoy him and make up for it. And then towards the end, we'll see him be, you know, the guy he has been like in the playoffs and um, still be a good contributor for Doug's team, uh, definitely back half of the year. Well, Scum, we have been disagreeing a lot on this episode, and I think it's good for the world, but I'm disagreeing with you again. Leonard Fournette is going to be horrible if he's on the team throughout the whole year. He's too fat. He's undisciplined. Brady's going to get fed up with him. Either one of the rookies or somebody else is going to come in here, or they make a move down the line for somebody, they're going to be fed up with his weight. He's not going to be... Fortnite had another... He was another person had like 197 catches last year. That's just not happening again. Well, though, that's what I just said. You didn't listen? No. <laughs> I mean, like I said, Doug's were hard. Out of curiosity, who'd you have as Doug's hope? I have huh? Christian Kirk as his hope. No, well... Yeah, no, not even not fun at all. But new team Jaguars, they need 
No, 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 I don't want to hear. No, I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't even want to talk. I didn't want to talk about it. It make it. It it makes me sick. Doug, in your finale, you got to do better. Go make some deals. Make it easier on us. Doug's dope was a little easier for me. And there's Darren Waller. And again, I'm kind of catching myself sticking to the same teams because this is my argument for Hunter Renfro. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to do. I didn't know I was going to be doing both, but. Devontae Adams in town, taking too many targets, taking too many touchdowns. Darren Waller is no longer the most athletic uh, receiving option on the Raiders. So he's done. Dope him. Dope him. Uh, I, I have to agree with you on this one. I've, once again, never been a big Waller guy. Uh, he didn't have the best year last year with injuries. Cheapers. talk. Yes. He is a dope. All right, Gollum, you ready for yours? Hit me, baby. Uh, oh, the commissioner, Brandon. Do not yes. commish. All right, Brandon. Your hope for this year is DeAndre Swift. That's what I had. The greasies. Oh, my gosh, man. This is like the third or fourth time that we're just on the nose together. You know how we talk about where we just get it in our brain about somebody, and no matter what happens or what's going on, you just that's just your opinion, and that's mm-hmm. your thoughts. Yeah. This is the year where DeAndre Swift, in my mind, just takes hugely forward. Uh, I know last year there was some – Thing about the whole Jamal Williams signing and they're going to split and da 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 da. Don't think that really panned out. And if it did last year, you know, whatever, we can go into it. But this is the year where DeAndre Swift clearly is the number one guy. The Lions offense is weirdly kind of good, other than quarterback. It's interesting. Yeah, no, it's good. It's an interesting offense. Uh, you know, if they had, like I said before, next year they're going to have a quarterback and then it's, this could be a really fun offense. And I think DeAndre Swift just completely goes to the stratosphere this year with catches, rushes, just all around becomes the running back uh, that I think the league, a lot of people in out in there that have been kind of calling for the last two years with him. So this is, uh, this is the, I tried, I think a lot of people have tried to get him, you know, in the last year and a half, two years or so from Brendan, he's held strong and held on to him. Going to pay off for Brendan. The hope for that team uh, is that he's got a young stud running back for you know for this year and the years to come. Yeah, no, I'm totally on board with that. I, I agree. I think it is kind of time. I think he's got the talent, the opportunity. Health is always a question with him, so we'll see. I think that's been the big limiter. But I mean, for PPR especially or half PPR, I, he's great. He's a great option. So. That's the league we're in, and Brendan has him. Hooray. Hooray, yes. Uh, my dope, again, kind of talking about what I've mentioned in the past is A.J. Brown. Mm. Uh, mm. He's not going to have a good year this year. Completely overpaid. Jalen Hurts is not a good thrower. He's not a good quarterback. He's a good running back. He's not a number one, in my opinion. Uh, he just – it's not – going to happen this year. Now, maybe if they get a better quarterback in there, uh, maybe if he, A.J. Brown, you know, can stay healthy, maybe develops. Something about I about this scenario just is strange to me. It doesn't seem like a good fit. 
it seems it's like my brain says like forced. It says that they're gonna be they're gonna have issues. AJ Brown's gonna be like, why am I not? Why am I only getting like five targets a game? It's just it's just not gonna work out. So Brendan, if you're relying on AJ Brown this year, he's a dope. Don't rely on him. Don't be surprised when he is a maybe in the twenty to twenty five range. But I, he's gonna I'm he's gonna finish you know outside the top thirty. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I disagreed with you at the time, I think. I, I've always said this was a lateral move. And I think I'm coming around more on A.J. Brown, more in that, like, 15 to 18 range. He, I don't know if you knew this, because you brought up the issues they might have. Apparently, him and Jalen Hurts are, like, best friends. They went to Disneyland together. <laughs> so I don't think they'll have friction. And everything out of camp is that they're just hitting our connections all over the place. The issue has been less on Hertz and more on AJ Brown just drops, which we have seen in his career, right? Just like bunnies that are that are easy touchdowns. He just drops for some reason, but then he'll make a super tough contested catch with a DB like draped all over his arm. So he's weird in that way, but um, I think they'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, uh, again, I could be wrong. It's camp, so Jalen Hurts in live action could look worse, but Sounds like they're they're hitting on all cylinders, and it's Devonte Smith. It's been like the one kind of like afterthought guy, but mm. we'll see. Two uh, left, Shank. You ready for Ted? Two left. Let's okay. do it. I get oh, good friend of the show, Big T. Mm-hmm, All right, my hope for Big T. Uh, I talked about his brother already, but we've got James Cook running back for the Buffalo Bills recent nominee for best overall pick in the draft awards episode. And I think he's going to end up being Tyler's best running back. Uh, I talked about it just recently too. I like the offense. I think he's primed for, again, more passing work. Maybe that's the theme of this episode for us. Like we are not a surprise into running backs that can catch the ball too and, and do things with it after the catch. So James Cook is one of those guys. I don't think that they're, sold on Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, so they could just give him all the carries at some point. And Tyler's really hoping that James Cook can be, like, that top 24 running back. You know, I don't think he's going to get in to the the big boy group, but top 24 is is more than enough for for what Tyler's trying to do. Yeah, hard to kind of come up with that since he's, a you know, come up with, like, a rebuttal or a contradictory. I would just say... Yeah, I hope so too. He's a rookie. Uh, T has had bad luck as of late with some draft picks and just with his team. Uh, not to go into it, but my hope was Damian Pierce. So we got two yeah, similar, similar idea. Yeah, two rookie running backs that he's hoping. Uh, and with your call with James, uh, James Cook, uh, I like it. I'm excited for what that could do for T's team, and hopefully, sky's the limit on the Bills' offense. Staying on the Bills offense, my dope is Gabe Davis. Oh, you used to be a huge Gabe Davis fan. I still am, but the train has gone off the rails. I mean, I get it. After that AFC, uh, what was it, semifinal game, Chiefs versus Bills, and Gabe Davis just showed out. He's the talk of the town still. His rankings and his stock keeps rising, and, and I believe it. Again, I like the offense. I think he's going to have a good year. But 
for for where he's being drafted and, and redraft and also similar to Jim, like where Tyler, like what Tyler needs out of him, like to be maybe even his number one receiver, like over DK Metcalf. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's one, Stefan Diggs is still the main guy. I think there's plenty of other options that probably aren't as good as Gabe Davis because I think he is the second best receiver, but just talked about James Cook, who's going to get plenty of targets. Isaiah McKenzie is getting a lot of good good pub out of camp. They signed Jameson Crowder also to like be that role. He, he may not see the field, but again, there's just like they they wanted to put other options in front of Josh Allen and not just be like, okay, it's Diggs and it's Gabe Davis. I think they kind of know that he's uh, maybe more suited just for like kind of a few breakouts, but is he going to be a 100 target player? I do not think so. And that's what people are kind of drafting him to be and expecting out of him in some cases. So had to call him a dope for those reasons. That's who I was going to pick for it. I'm not going to tell you who I did pick, but that's who I was going to pick for all the same reasons why you said that right there. I was, so once again, we are, we're thinking along the same lines. We've got the same brain. Uh, love it. I love it just so much. And Snake, you get to end this with um, last, but definitely not least, our new member, Jason Rojogan. All right, Jogan. Uh, your inaugural uh, announcement from the Scum and Sneak show. Your hope this year is Allen Robinson. Ooh, Easy call for me to make. I can't stop singing his praises. Uh, the Rams can't stop singing his praises. He is going to, he's walking into the number one home elite fun offense in the league. Last year, don't even think about it. Don't even remember it. Don't even question it. Completely different scenario. Uh, Stafford, gunslinger, that offense is, it can hold multiple receiving options in the top tier uh, fantasy categories, elements, the whole deal. I'm big on Allen Robinson this year. Good on you, Jogan. Uh, keep him on the squad. He's going to be an extremely hope for your team if you uh, hope to make waves like I know you want to. Uh, so that's my pick. Uh, just easy peasy for me to make that call out of all the guys on his team. I like it. I kind of, when I was going through it, I forgot about Alan Robinson. I just skimmed over him, I guess. But yeah, he's looking good. Probably going to have a, a great rapport with Matt Stafford and bounces back from a terrible year last year for sure. And my dope for Jogan is, pains me to say it. Here it comes. Yep. We, we, we all know it's coming. We all know Shanique has made some bold proclamations about this guy in the past. <laughs> but I'm officially off the train, off the tracks. I'm out the car, every, out the house. It's Antonia Gibson. He just uh, let me down, let us all down last year. I think it's one of the main reasons why Matt's not in the league anymore. <laughs> it's a complete an utter shock at what how they use him, how they seem to not like him. They drafted another running back. They bring back McKissick. It's just not coming up aces for Antonio for whatever reason. Maybe he can resurrect and be something somewhere else when he leaves Washington after this year, next year, whenever the contract's up. But I'm sorry, Jogan, I don't know how you think about Antonia. 
but he is an extreme dope this year. Basically unplayable and almost <laughs> it. I walk in the sadness whenever I think about it because I was just thinking he is going to be the next best thing and it is not looking good. Uh, so I'm done with him. I'm done. Done. Out the, out the house, Antonia. Yeah, you gone zone. You're big dope. Don't even, that's it. Don't even come, don't even call me. Don't write. <laughs> you're on, you've been, you've been blocked. All right. So Antonia, two, two years in a row, top 12 finish. You bet against that. <laughs> yes. Done. You're done, Antonia. Uh, two years in a row, double digit touchdowns, betting against that. Done. Sayonara. Yep. Bye, Antonia. Out of here. I don't even want to see your face ever again. No, I mean, I would bet against those two things too, mostly because what what got him into the top 12 was those touchdown numbers, right? And um, Brian Robinson's going to vulture at least two, and that offense isn't going to be great. So down here for Antonia for sure. Maybe he can be healthy. Maybe McKissick ages out finally, and maybe he can like recoup some production and, and value with receptions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're official proclamation. Antonia is pneumonia. That's it. Is pneumonia. <laughs> that was hopes and dopes. That was a good one. I always love this one, like we've said, but it feels good. It does feel good. An absolute scum and sneak show classic original segment, hopes and dopes. I'm hoping and doping for all of you to listen, to love it, to learn from it, uh, to talk about it. Once again, this stretch run coming up. I mean, we are less than a month away from opening weekend from that Thursday night game. Uh, preseason games are coming down the pipe, hop and heavy. We'll be able to see a lot of that. The rookies are doing, see who plays, who doesn't, who gets hurt. Uh, you know, God forbid, you know, bop, 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 beat about a boom. Uh, that's it, though, scum. Mm, feels really good to get through this one. Always a long one. Always a fun one for all of you out there. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy. Stay well. And happy birthday to Michaela. Oh, yeah. Bye. local countertop guy just now and i was talking to him and um he's like we got quoted at home depot for 7500 for countertops and all the way up backsplash to the same 
okay. countertop backsplash all the way to cabinets. Yeah. And then this guy quartered me with, with all the same stuff, 4,500. Wow. So yeah, for sure. Definitely going to be doing that. <laughs>